Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Are you in a crazy-making relationship? Feel anxious, angry, and unsafe? Welcome to Save Your Sanity. Insight, skills, strategies, and inspiration for emerging empowered from toxic relationships and breaking the bonds of emotional abuse. Keep listening. We'll figure a few things out. The golden child. Sounds like a great thing. Sounds like a good place to be. Sounds like you might get good stuff. It sounds as though you can't do any wrong. But there are lots of downsides to being the golden child in a family. And in a larger family constituency, there are even more problems. So let's talk about both sides of being the golden child in this episode. And imagine if you happen to be like me and you have the placement of being the only child, what happens then? How do you manage being the gold child and the scapegoat at the same time? Because narcissistic families are going to have these positions. So, of course, that lands on the only child as well. Now, usually when we're talking about the scapegoat, we're usually talking about families who have more than one child. So there will be a lost child, one that nobody really bothers with. And there will be a scapegoat child, one who is always under scrutiny, one who is always expected to be the one who did the wrong thing, who made the mistake, who didn't do well enough. And then there will be the golden child who's allowed to show up and not be berated and not, not be caught, not be expected to do the wrong thing. But the actual truth is not that. The actual truth is the golden child is in a totally unenviable position because the golden child is expected to carry the weight of the narcissistic parent moving forward. So the narcissistic parent has high, high expectations for how the family is perceived in the world. And they pass those expectations on to the golden child to carry them and to make it happen. Now, you might not have thought of it that way, but that's the way it rolls. And that is not good. Not good. Because you don't necessarily become a hijackal or a narcissist by being the golden child in a family where one parent or both is narcissistic. You might expect that to be the case. It could be the case, but it is not necessary. So this is a special episode 
to really see this for all the different pieces that there are to it because the, the golden child is meant to be perfection. Well, then the only child may also be expected to be perfection. And the golden child is expected to be boundaryless. And the golden child is expected to be the showpiece of the family. And the golden child is, carries all the excessive expectations of the entire family. And so therefore, they are constantly thinking, what do I need to do? How do I need to do it? How do I need to do it so that I won't get any flack for it? <clears throat> and how do I carry this image that the hijackal parent wants of the family for. So I think some people think that the golden child is, oh, that's the easy one. That's, if you're in that role, you get all the goodies, you get all the good stuff. You are always seen as better than the others. No, it's not the case. The expectations are much higher than the others. Yes, now and again, you'll get some special treatment because they need you to look the part. I think about what a golden child does when the family goes out and the golden child, they know what goes on at home. And then they're out. They know that mom or dad doesn't behave the way they behave when they're out at home. So the golden child is put into a terrible position of pretending that how the parents are behaving when they're out in public is accurate. So they get to posture the way the hijackal parent wishes things were, and they're responsible for keeping that story going. Now, that's really tough. So they may get some special treatment for that. Um, and they may get away with things that don't matter to the hijackal. They are, that's where we get the idea that they get away with stuff and they're not bothered by it. They're not um, responsible for it. Or they, um, they're, they're let go and therefore parents like them better. Now, it's mainly because parent, hijackal parent has much, much, much greater weight riding on the golden child. So if you've been thinking the golden child had the easy ride, please start thinking about it differently as you hear this episode, because it isn't true. Everything isn't true. And uh, the hijackal parent, and for those who haven't joined me before, welcome. Hijackal is my word that I trademarked for these people. So we wouldn't use psychological terms. So the hijackal parent sets expectations, really high expectations 
that this golden child will be the model of how the hijackal wants the family to be seen in public. This is how we are to push out the golden child, right? And wow, that is a big, big thing to carry on behalf of the family. So the golden child, maybe they got a new outfit for the occasion, but the occasion carries so much weight, right? So think about that. And they may get away with a little bit of stuff, but it's not enviable, as I said, not an enviable position. So if you have, um, if you're in that position, you have to live up to the un, unattainable levels of perfection that a hijackal has for themselves because who they want to be seen as is who they're demanding the golden child show up as. That is unbelievably difficult, if not absolutely impossible. And that's where we run into a big, big stumbling block. Um, uh, So the narcissistic parent needs to think of themselves as perfect. And so they need to project that onto the golden child in order to sustain the greatness. This is how wonderful we are. This is how perfect we are. This is how talented we are. This is how sports able we are. This is everything. And I'm going to let you see it through the child. And they expect the child to excel in ways that the Narg family thinks they must. Now, what happens? What happens? And it won't take you a moment to think of somebody in your life. What happens when the the child, firstborn child, let's use a male, an example that would work for males or females. Mother is a musician. Mother is a hijackal. Child is born and very into sports. Mother needs the golden child to be like her, to make her the shining example, to verify, to build up, to strengthen the position of being musical and cultural and creative. And the child's natural tendencies don't go there. The child is a natural sports person, an outdoors person, and a run around and play till dark person. And the mother hijackal needs a child who's going to practice and practice and practice and make it look like her family is perfect. Do you see the difficulty right away? Not, not the ride that golden child seems to imply. No, almost impossible. And, and then there's the added bonus that 
if they do excel in one place, you know, perhaps they are good at music in our mythical family there. But the father is a person who likes science. And the father, mother needs the father's interests to be the ones that are shown outside to others. And they put that role on the golden child. The golden child can't do it or does it with a great deal of, of uh, anxiety or an uncertainness and fear because the golden child is the one who is always put forth as the example of what the family's really like. Now, occasionally, you see this in families where several children, they all exceed, excel at different things. There's a little breather there. There's a little bit of hope that that's going to be able to be, there'll be one child for each thing. There'll be a sports child, a science child, a musical child, a cultural child, a computing child, uh, you know, every something for everybody. So they will be seemingly the perfect family. So you see how this gets muddled. You see how this gets taken in and taken up in, in a really muddling kind of kind of a way. And the parent expects the child to bring that prestige to the family by showing up as perfect in that role. So there's a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure, a lot of anxiety. And whether that's what we call a... And, gas, generalized anxiety syndrome, or it turns out to be uh, social anxiety. We have anxiety just around people. That can really happen to the golden child. And that gift is set at their door by having a hijackal parent or a parent with narcissistic tendencies or at a minimum uh, very low self-esteem and demanding that the child bring this level of self-esteem up by standing in for the parent and behaving in a way that reflects well on the parent. So what are we going to get? Whether it's an only child or a golden child in a larger family, one of the things that can happen is you're going to get an overachiever somebody who thinks that their job is to be getting everything right, do everything, take on everything, be one of those people who's busy all the time trying to excel at everything. And, and they're exhausted. Get a lot of exhausted teenagers that way because they're just expected to do everything and to do it supremely well and to represent the family so those people can those high achievers super achievers never get a rest never get a rest but they're seen as excelling when they don't need a rest so they will do too much 
what will they not do? Self-care. Self-care can be one of the first things that shows you that someone has been a golden child somewhere along the way because they will not take care of themselves. They just won't. They will think that somehow they get 100 gold stars for being exhausted and keeping on running. And that's what happened by being a gold child. That's what happened. It wasn't like a big pass to, to getting everything you want. It was heavy, heavy, heavy stuff. And it might have happened to you. You know, as an only child, it certainly happened to me. I was supposed to be the sports person my father wanted. Um, nobody knows why, where my musical talent came from. But thank heaven I had it because my hijack, my hijackals really needed me to be good at something. Unfortunately, it was music and school. But my father, his response to having a girl, not having that boy to go out and hunt with and fish with and play sports with, very disappointed, very, very disappointed. So he had to choose. So he became very involved in how I looked. He chose my clothes. My mother would buy the clothes, bring them home. I would put them on. He would approve them or not. And then that's how I was dressed. Fortunately, when I had the musical talent, it met the needs. But this need to be a good student was constant. And so that happens to only children. But it might have happened to you in a family with several children. You could have become the super achiever, the one that the family looked for to carry that banner into the world and represent that in, this, in the town or in the community. Another way that this shows up is that you become a people pleaser. Now, I've done several shows on people pleasing, so I'll leave you to look up those episodes. episodes. But naturally, when you are constantly trying to please a parent, be good enough for a parent, you're going to tarry, carry that behavior over to other people in other, other places where you find yourself with folks. That'll happen. So that's another piece of it. But also, it, it'll, it'll run. The golden child ends up taking on adult roles too early. And I've said this before, uh, but what I notice in my practice, which has been going on for a very long time, so a lot of examples, um, the... the the uh, taking on the early role is like the hijackal parent almost quote unquote marries the uh, golden child in order to get the um, the 
person in their life that they can confide in, that they can have power over, that they can um, discuss things with. And they will go to lengths to even bond with the child that they prefer, and they will bond with the child instead of with the other parent. Now, I've talked about that before, too, so you can look that up. But this uh, taking it, taking on roles too young, uh, little kids being, uh, I'll give you an example. I had a client who just didn't like her husband much. He had six kids, and she didn't approve of her husband. So when her first child was 10, she stuck him on as sort of this surrogate husband in whom she confided that you know, dad was a lightweight. Dad didn't pull his weight. Dad was never around. You know, while dad had two jobs. And when you look at the way the family ran, uh, everybody in the family ended up with a university degree or three. And they were all paid for. So dad did something right. But mom attached herself to the eldest son. And so the eldest son was ruined, ruined because he became responsible for his mother's feelings at 10 years old. See how this stuff works? It's really deep, and it really engages deeply in the formation of, of your psyche and how you perceive relationships. And in that, it's really worth doing the work to find out what happened, how things got a little skew with maybe in your life and why that affects not only your life as you run it, but also your relationships. Because we've got the super achiever, the people-pleasing role, then we've got the taking on the adult roles too early, and then... Because of the fear of taking on adult roles too early, but being given them, it's not unusual for the golden child to have a fear of failure. Makes sense, right? Because they're supposed to be perfect in every way, able to represent the family and the super achievers. And so they're afraid that they can't. They're afraid that they won't. They're afraid that they don't, and they're embedded right in them is the fear of failure. That's not a very strong way to get up every morning. So again, let's remind ourselves that the idea of being the golden child is not the free ride. It's not the easy pass. It truly isn't. And there can be for the, for the golden child, there can be overwhelming guilt and not being able to pull this all off the way the hijackal parent wants it pulled off or needs it pulled off. Think about that for a minute. You're born. You're not running around and playing and having fun and laughing and joking. You are running around with one eye on the hijackal, wondering 
if you can still draw breath, if it's okay, or if you shouldn't, or if you should be at the side of the hijackal every second or checking, am I okay? Am I okay? Am I doing things well enough? Am I doing, am I representing you well? It's a really tough gig, a really tough gig. So we need to notice that. And <clears throat> so in the rules of the family, like I said earlier, uh, rules that have people who are um, have tendencies to narcissism or other personality um, disorders, um, they, the scapegoat, the lost child, the golden child, um, you can have an a situation where you think that your role is who you really are. You play that role for so long in an effort to please a parent who is the person that you were brought into life thinking you needed to please in order to eat, in order to have a safe place to sleep. You, they, you know, we're, we're brought into life knowing that our parents, we need them. We can't walk. We can't talk. We can't move about. We can't find safety. We need them. So we try to please them. And what if you get one to please that's truly on steroids? Very difficult. Very, very difficult. And so uh, there can be a lot of criticism comes the way of the golden child. You've seen movies. I can't think of any right now, but you've seen movies where the golden child is demanded to sit still and they're almost run by eye power, you know, the glare, the they're, they're, they're petrified, petrified children uh, because they don't want to make a mistake. They don't want to lose anything. So we've got all that uh, going for the golden child. Now, I hope this is helpful to you. I'm going to mention quite a few more in a minute. I hope this is helpful to you in another way, which is what if you are married or in a romantic relationship with a person who was raised as the golden child, you might begin to see them differently now. You might begin to see that, huh, I can be the one who lets them give up that role when they're with me. And that you can make a place for them that is safe that they have never had before in their life. And it might take some work and you might need some help, but it would allow them to have safety for the first time ever. And that could change everything. Or it could be just a mess because you've still got to deal with all the expectations of the hijackal in-law, 
So I, it's not a free ride there either. But think about it. Because if you don't expect your partner to be perfect, they won't expect you to be perfect. You can work that out. <coughs> and if you could work that out, you could get closer to each other. And that would be a good thing. So uh, what are some other effects of being the golden child? You know, um, <coughs> it can, as I mentioned earlier, really increase your anxiety. That you can be anxious all the time, even. That anytime you're out with people, you are supposed to be representing. And so you're always looking over your shoulder, increasing your anxiety, or afraid to enter into a conversation with thoughts of not being good enough or not representing well. That can happen. Or as I said, we call it generalized anxiety. You can have that. And if you have that, it's always a good idea to go back, get some help, find out why, and change it. You don't have to live with generalized anxiety. Or, or you don't have to live with social anxiety. You can get help for that. Know that you can get help for that. You know, and if you want to <coughs> join in over my Emerging Empowered uh, membership, just come on over to joinintoday.com and you can get some help over there in our conversations for that generalized or social anxiety, and you hear, as the golden child, your, your self-esteem can really be low, even when you're supposed to be putting on a very high self-esteem face to the world. It can be low, and you're not allowed to say so, because you're supposed to be perfect, but you're your self-esteem can actually be quite low and because you don't think that you can meet the needs of the parent who wants you to be that golden child. <laughs> that is very trying. It's very, very trying. And your boundaries will suffer. You will have difficulty with boundaries, and that's, you know, people have difficulty with boundaries. Lots of people have difficulty with boundaries. But if it's coming from now as you listen to this, you realize it's coming from being the golden child where <clears throat> you are supposed to be so right that you're doing everything right, that you think you're right, all the time, then you will have a boundary issue and you will crash up against other people's boundaries thinking that they don't have the right to have them. So I hope I've introduced 
some ideas to you that will cause you to do some deep thinking about the golden child idea and whether or not it applies to you or applies to someone in your family that you can now understand a little bit better or applies to your partner and that you might be able to provide some respite by having a conversation. No, it's not easy. You know, that's not the kind of thing they really want to talk about sometimes. But when you can understand them better, and when you use my <coughs> personal weather report uh, strategy, then you can, in fact, eventually generate some conversation that can be helpful or get some help. Get some help with going to someone like myself who really understands this and can help you. So very, very important. So a new look, a new way to understand um, golden child syndrome, a new way to look at the people in your life, a new way to look at the way you were treated and your placement in the family and see how that all runs. And think about that until next time. And in the meantime, treat yourself well, because remember, not treating yourself well can be related to a golden child syndrome where you don't think you have the time to deserve to treat yourself well because you're too busy doing what other people want you to do and putting on a happy face doing it. So take good care of yourself and we'll talk soon. Thank you for joining me on the Save Your Sanity podcast today. I hope you've had some insights, ideas, and strategies to help you gain clarity and confidence for moving forward toward greater emotional health and safety. You deserve that, and so do your children. If you found value here and would like to support this podcast with $1 or $5 each month, please do so at patreon.com slash saveyoursanity. Also, learn more about how to work with me via video conference, join my Emerging Empowered community, subscribe to this podcast, find my books, all by visiting EmergingEmpowered.com. Talk soon!